0: It's June 18th, 2006, Nelly Furtado is feeling like a bird with Maneater, Jack Black unleashes the cult classic Nacho Libre to the masses, and in TNA, there's garbage everywhere. This is episode 229, TNA Slammiversary 2006, we are the Federation, I'm Tyler Fudge.
1: And I'm Travis Fudge. You
0: can follow us on Patreon or you know, become a member of the family there, uh, but stick around for shoutouts at the end of the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Federation. You can follow Travis on Twitter
1: at Fudging Up.
0: Facebook and Instagram is the Federation Podcast. T-shirts at WhatAManeuver net, and not to forget too this instrumental of Man Eater by Nelly Furtado. Uh, well, the instrumentals for this was done by Mitch, so thank you very much. And uh, I uh, made an appearance on Red Leaf Retrocast this week, so go check them out. We talked some Joshi wrestling and uh, and whatnot. So they're essentially um,
1: blogging your. Pathway and in discovery into stardom.
0: Yeah, yeah, essentially.
1: stardom for stardom.
0: <laughs> essentially. And then every now and then they'll throw in, like, some uh, main event of a Joshi match that uh, is going on that I've never heard of anybody and uh, see how I feel. And so far, so good. Anyways, you yeah. know, it's actually, we'll say, quite surprised at the wrestling that stardom puts on these days. Because I remember watching a couple shows a couple years ago and just being like, yeah, no, I can get away with never watching this again and then i'm watching this is like i i've come out so far with like three people that i think are just like so fucking good so i mean it is what it is well
1: they wouldn't have such a high fan base if it wasn't good
0: no and they're on the rise right now everything is getting a lot bigger for stardom and it's easy to tell why they're they're a much much better show than the last time i've seen it but we're we're not here to talk about joshi wrestling or women wrestling at all because tna at this point in time what's women's wrestling there's women there on is the show. women there is. there's new women on this show one one new woman no one can say she's two you know, she's pretty big yeah she yeah. she girthy she girthy but this is June of 2006 so we might as well brush up on some of the news that is taking place here. Uh, Monty Brown has seen his push reduced after being pegged as the future star by TNA management just mere months ago. One reason that I never knew is that he put his personal training business ahead of working indie dates and TNA house shows. Brown makes a really good living as a personal trainer, but TNA management believes that he should be willing to sacrifice that to improve himself since he has such a long way to go.
1: So given Monty Brown's name, you would expect he was making what $500 an appearance for impact? Probably. Yeah. Maybe I mean, a thousand? I'm sure it's not it wasn't a it wasn't a pretty amount. No. God no. So uh, to think if he's gonna put his wrestling career aside to, you know, continue a sustainable income, I'm sure he's not making great money from TNA. No,
0: definitely not. Especially being Monty Brown. Like he's definitely not even making, just AJ just making football. money or Joe money. He's he's got I bet you a padded Fuck, football. You money know left what? Over. Joe Joe just got the contract. Joe expression. just got the contract.
1: But he was probably making some poor, poor money. Well, that's that. that's that's the rumor, that he wasn't well, making good money. I just always heard the TNA payouts were never good unless you worked in the WWE. Or unless you were one of their top names that never ended up in the WWE, like AJ and like, like Daniels AJ, yeah. and stuff like that.
0: Well, yeah, you'd have to pay them something. And plus, they're still working indie dates and everything, too, you know? Yeah, At so, this point in time, they haven't exclusively signed with TNA yet. That hasn't come where they pull everybody no, from RH. That's ROH. true.
1: But if they're upset with them not doing indie dates, then maybe that's, um, what is it? Um, The company that they were working with for house shows.
0: Oh, they've actually, it's no longer just one. Wherever they go, they work now with like. Well,
1: they used to do Hermie Sadler's yeah. promotion. I can't remember what it's called. They have the one up in Canada. <laughs>
0: Sm- so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Smash, is it? No, that's no. now. Yeah. Now they have yeah. Smash. Uh, whatever Scott Demore was involved with. That's uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's probably more apropos. Uh, th- the same week, which is right around this time, that WWE relaunched ECW on Sci-Fi. TNA runs a house show in the ECW arena. <laughs> so it's just capitalizing. Oh my on god! All that.
1: Um, didn't the Dudleys have some crazy hardcore match at the end of it?
0: Well, like they had their bingo hall brawl at the beginning of this show. Dude, I remember and watching. They also say on the pre-show that there won't be no zombies on this show. Right, okay.
1: I, I, I remember them uh, releasing house show footage of their ECW arena oh, show. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's, that's I'm assuming, where like the Dudley boys have a brawl at the end of the show. There's
1: a big brawl at the end with the yeah. Dudleys, and the, and the rest of the show is like, not hardcore at all. Oh, really? So well, little I mean, tiny me was very upset.
0: <laughs> little tiny me. Little tiny, tiny me. Uh, but uh, also, uh, you know how we were doing the BG James and, and and Kip James against the Dudley Boys, that whole feud and how all their, uh, their promos are really drug riddled and laced with all kinds of comments. By reading these uh, pro wrestling torches. It's come out that they were severely edited too, because there was a lot more that TNA did not want to be heard on Spike TV. So, can you imagine what else was said during those promos if what we got was the tame portions of it?
1: I'm assuming some heavy drug references.
0: Very much so, I'd assume. Very much so. One, I, I really wish there was like a, an unedited version of all those promos.
1: I'm assuming something about sucking someone's dick. And <laughs> maybe sucking dick for some pills or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Something that bubble would say.
0: <laughs> it's not uh, unheard of, that's for sure. Uh, and the last bit of news that I have is that Roddy Strong is officially done with TNA. They've let him go.
1: Wow. Yeah. He's just resigning everywhere.
0: Yeah. Well, he's he's still in the ROH. And he resigned from NXT last week. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, well, as you can see, haven't watched NXT yet. (laughs) I do plan on checking it out, though. Uh, How about AEW doing 1.2 million?
1: That's crazy. That
0: is wild.
1: This is like the most newsworthy day in wrestling in a long time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Everybody getting released. Joe. Joe,
1: Joe, yeah. Joe got (laughs) released. This this plays into the show. Fucking Samoa Joe got released
0: after standing out in a
1: rainstorm at WrestleMania. Yeah.
0: Bro. Like. The state of your company if you can't find a place for Samoa fucking Joe. Well,
1: I thought it was a great commentator.
0: Great commentator. He, he fle-
1: fucking name dropped Kawada Kicks on WrestleMania. <laughs> that he's was fucking Joe. That was cool. I, I, I enjoyed that. I'm not going to praise WWE very
0: often, but that was cool. Uh, there's also been a fun banter back and forth between Joe and Punk on Twitter now.
1: Uh, I saw that yeah. talking about how much they used to reference the Chappelle show. Yeah. And Jimmy Rave pops up and mentions that. Oh, does he? And he's like, I can remember all the times you guys used to quote that show all the time in the locker room. Every every single match <laughs> that Joe would ever have, he'd always
0: say, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> Fuck your couch. <laughs> was, I'm rich, bitch. Is that yeah. what it is? No, well, it's, uh, I, it was probably, it was all this it part. It's as James. Yeah. 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 So like everything has that cadence to it. Rick yeah, like James. that's the first yep.
1: tweet that he sends out is a, a gif of yeah. Dave Chappelle's Rick James. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I
0: want to go back and listen to their straight shootings. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. Uh, the uh, but yeah, that's that's really all I have for news here now. So uh, we might as well jump into the show here because really, just like last month, all of the news. Travis, are you chewing a joint? A fucking
1: stem came up.
0: Like, I, was trying to, I was trying to bite the stem
1: out of the hole. I've been covering up the stem, but it's just pissed me off.
0: I look up from my notes, and I just see Travis nibbling on a joint like a fucking rat. And corn on the cob. <laughs> uh, but much like last month, all the news is really centered around WWE CW. Because that is, is, is the big story of... of the last couple months is their build-up to it. You know, like, Sabu is never to be seen again in TNA. It's shame. Right? So, uh, let's see here now. No, remind me tomorrow. <laughs> Computer just, like, whole thing is like, do update? No. No, no not right now.
1: <laughs> Actually, Sabu <laughs> would come back. But it would be for the next ECW reunion in two thousand ten. Well,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, in this incarnation, right? Like he's done with Teenage, he's gone to WWE until they fire him in a few, what, in a year or so. He's he has one WrestleMania, right? We we acknowledged that, yeah.
1: One WrestleMania payoff, one video game payoff.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it was the one? It was the one year I got out of the video games. Is the one year the they ECW put, won? Yeah, is the one year they put Sabu in it. Like fuck me. I remember going up in your Xbox seeing you play it.
1: Sandman and all that kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was a fun one, but it definitely did not utilize ECW as well as it could have. No,
0: no, of course not. Uh, but uh, this is TNA Anniversary 2006. It is June 18th. From Orlando, Florida. Universal Studios. 900 people there, just like always. But Travis, one thing that does change minorly are the pay-per-view buys. What are they this time? For Slammiversary. This isn't sacrifice.
1: You know, the funny thing is that I forget the past buy rate trend because we do these episodes bi-weekly now. <laughs> yeah. So that that's good for you. Um, I, I'm going to say, since the Slammiversary, I'm going to say 34,000 buys.
0: 35. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So Travis, you're fucking spot. That might be... Like the closest you've ever come. You're a 1,000 off. Yeah, <laughs> I that think that's like the closest you've ever There's come. Less, uh,
1: there's less of a margin for error on a TNA show because they don't jump by the hundreds no. <laughs> or anything like
0: that. You no. know? Uh, the month before had done 25. Well, so. you know
1: what? Sacrifice show, that's not too bad. No. 25,000.
0: Nope. anniversary being your anniversary show, not bad at all. Uh, Eric Young and A1 on the pre-show took on Chase Stevens and Andy Douglas uh they beat them obviously uh Douglas was watching from the entrance ramp uh Monty Brown cut a promo pissed that he wasn't involved in the kingdom Ma- uh, king of the ring match yes he saw, he called it the king of the ring uh Monty brother-
1: Brown also lost the qualifying match that he had with Truth yeah so yeah that's you're not in it cuz you fucking lost <laughs> you a chance
0: fucking dude. scrub Uh, And then, obviously, Brother Ray and Brother Devon, just like I said before, came out for a promo. Ray said that there'd be no zombies in the show challenging the James Gang, which is what would open the show. But Travis. Nacho Libre was released to mixed reviews initially, but has grown to have a cult following. How much did it make in the box office? 74.3 million? 99.3 million? 104.3 million? Or 120.3 million?
1: Well.
2: Well... Well...
1: I... Jack Black was a pretty big fucking star and he had a lot of momentum around 05. School of rock and shit. I'm gonna say, uh... 99.3 million.
0: You're right. Fuck! (sighs) Travis... Awesome! Awesome! It's awesome! Let's go, Galaxy! Let's go! (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, Travis on a fucking roll here tonight. That's the pop three. The top three, I'm somehow in the middle of SCL and, and Federation here. I call the top it three. three. It's top three time. Can you <laughs> guess my favorite matches on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, probably be pretty easy. I
1: think so. Yeah. Uh,
0: but like I said before, we got into the top three. Is uh, that um, the opening of the show? Is the James Gang just literally piling through? the tunnel with the dudley boys nobody gets entrances they just go right to brawling all around the quote unquote bingo hall
1: yeah the the pyro's going off for the beginning of the show and you don't even get the sweet soothing tones of mike Tanay and don west and entering you into a tna show no you just get fucking bg james falling. like 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 he's fucking like like tripped up too. Like it didn't even look good. He didn't even look like he was getting thrown. It didn't look like he got hit. It just looked like he fucking tripped. Just tripped. It was great. It was great. But it's he might he have tripped. Trip. And he might have been tripping in more ways than one.
0: Oh, that's that's probably true. You know, that's you know? probably more than true. Yeah.
1: What uh, the fuck made this a um,
0: a bingo hall brawl
1: though? They just challenged him. Pre-show. It's it's a, it's a Universal Studio lot
0: match. That's what it is. There you go. Yeah. It's closer. It's closer. Uh, but this match is just essentially a brawl. It's to show WWE essentially that they might own the name ECW, but they don't own the spirit.
1: We got originals like Billy Gunn <laughs> and Road Dog yeah, Kip Sop.
0: <laughs> Remember what Kip Sop swing of chairs in ECW? We've got the man formerly known as Billy Gunn. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Now I will say though, Road Dog would have fit in well with ECW. In my opinion.
1: Well, Road Dog was a fun. He was one of the better, easier to watch hardcore champions. Yeah. I
0: enjoyed Road Dog as a kid.
1: Like his matches with Al Snow were fun. Like that one that spills out into the streets. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even remember where it is, but it's in the wintertime. Yeah. drives him on a
0: pallet and shit. Yep. It's great. I yeah, love it. It is. It's, it's really good. Those initial hardcore matches were so fun. Yeah, they would veer away from it with the twenty four seven, but at the same time, Crash Holly made that work like nobody's business. You know, the the
1: it was way different than what they do now for twenty four. So yeah,
0: yeah, definitely, it's actually clever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like sneaking into a hotel room. You know, what I mean, the getting the ref to fucking pin him and stuff is great. I I, I loved it. Anyways, I don't know how I'd feel about it today.
1: Bringing a ref to the airport with you, so you can get a pin on Crash
0: while he's fucking yeah getting off his flight yeah speaking of refs the size of uh slick johnson's bow tie holy no oh, he wants
1: he needs to <coughs> show up earl hebner who is gonna quickly usurp his position as senior referee
0: oh yeah oh yeah well you even work the main event right so that's that's a sign you're the senior ref and plus you know like Earl Hebner has more clout than Slick uh, Slick Johnson, even if he's ref like 200 main events in WCW.
1: He's also got like just a terrible reputation at this point, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, one can argue Earl doesn't have a good one either. That's what I mean, Earl. Oh, I thought you meant uh, Slick Johnson.
1: Oh no, no. I Earl I mean Hebner. he's not very likable, but at the same time, Earl Hebner just got fired from the company he worked for it's for like 20 like years. Merch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, they actually uh, brawl through the crowd and they end up at the Spanish announce table, which is now known <laughs> as the LAX area. <laughs> so you've got uh, Homicide and and Hernandez just hanging out all show long at the Spanish announce table with Conan and uh, Willie Herrera or something like that. Willie Herbina or something. I can't remember his name.
1: Yeah, let's go with Herbina, I think. Her, I think Something like that. Closer to that.
0: Closer to that. Okay, thanks for the reassurance. Fuck, sir. after
1: watching that uh, Why Did You Kill Me documentary, did did you think of LAX a lot with the 5150s? Yes. Like, is this 100%. where Homicide
0: got it? 100%. Like, as soon as they're like the 5150 gang, I was like, Oh, that's where that came from.
1: <laughs> I thought it was just the homicide code.
0: <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, I never ever knew, though, that 420 was the penal code for marijuana. I
1: didn't know that either. Yes. Well, that's, that's, tell. that's very that. interesting.
0: Yeah, I never ever knew a 420. A, what, what do you want? I'm a fake stoner. Okay, fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm a fake stoner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, uh, they would brawl through the crowd, though. Fans start holding up chairs. Uh, and the the Diddly's would then drive BG's head right into him uh, Bubba then pulls out a bra followed by a cheese grater uh what a what a varying array of weapons you have there. Uh, the deadlies would then hit a doomsday device. Bubba sends Divon to get the tables fans start cheating we want fire so you know they get none of it though. Uh, Deadly boys hit a uh, 3d through the table with Kip and they get to the win.
1: I like how you called them three iterations yeah. of the Dudleys and that. <laughs> yeah. The Deadlies, the Didleys, and Team 3D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It was Thank good. You. It was good. It was
0: all by design.
1: <laughs> My favorite part of this match was when Tanae says that the fans are
0: sardined in the impact oh. zone. <laughs> They're packed
1: to the gills.
0: They actually said that they had to turn away something like 600 people or something. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. You know what, though? The main event on Marquee looks good. It does, until you get there and you see it, and it's like, oh. You liked it? I did not. I, I did not. It. That's fair. That's I liked fair. it. That's fair. I mean, like, I'm not going to judge you for liking it at all. That's that's why you should probably go through the main event, though, maybe, because you liked it, and I can tell you my little points that I didn't like.
1: Either way. Oh, I mean, I'd like to hear someone's opinion on King of the Mountain watching it for the first time, because I've seen I've well, seen a king in the mountain match. You before. have? Oh, I oh, thought yeah. you haven't.
0: Okay. Oh no no no! I've seen a king in the mountain match before. Uh, Bubba then grabs the mic. He says, uh, "That's how it should be done," referencing the uh, the ECW reboot, obviously. Uh, but then that would bring us to uh, JB backstage with Jarrett, who cuts a babyface promo. I think. It seemed to me like it was a babyface promo, hyping up like all of his past accolades and just how, uh, to me anyways. But he said that he had money match after money match, which is a fucking stretch to say the least. He, this motherfucker over here is acting like he had all these big drawn fucking houses that he did on his matches alone, made all the money. Jeff fucking Jarrett.
1: I'll say this because I say it every time we shit on Jarrett really. Mike Graham. Stone Cold Steve Austin refused to work a program with this man because he didn't think he could draw a dime. And that's a man that was told that he couldn't draw a dime and he turned into the biggest (laughs) fucking wrestler of all time. If Stone Cold says that you can't draw money. you You can't draw money. And
0: yeah, like seriously,
1: like lower your lower your fucking position that you have in your head of yourself yeah
0: oh definitely definitely get humbled yeah yeah (laughs) that's one way of putting it for sure but like that promo really had nothing going for it it was a nothing promo it's just him talking about how he uh what did he say that uh, no this was that was in the uh, hype video where he's talking about how the new management he doesn't know who the management is Right, and he needs to win the title so he doesn't get fired. Because if it's who he thinks it is, he's fired. Right. So I don't know if who he thinks it is is. Uh,
1: I I don't know either. Kim. Um,
0: uh, Kim Kim Jornet. Kim Jornet. Yeah.
1: Oh, Stacy Cornette. <laughs> he's afraid of getting cocked. <laughs> he, he didn't say. He didn't mean fired. He meant like.
0: He didn't want to fuck his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but this brings us to Rhino and Bobby. Well, actually, it's Rhino taking on Bobby Roode and Scott Demore in a two-on-one handicap match. Now, Travis, what do you what did you think of Scott Demore's in-ring debut on our show?
1: If he wasn't playing a chicken chicken shit fat dude, he'd probably have an okay match. Everything seemed he's solid. Yeah, I had no issues with Demore. He was the best part of. The whole match, yeah. The fact yeah. that he was walking around in a Mylar suit leading up to this said <laughs> he shed buckets. it off all of his weight. <laughs> he's just still he's, chubby he's, as fuck. He's not even really that fat, no. Like, like the way that Tanae and Don
0: West portray oh, it, you wouldn't know. You,
1: you'd think he'd take off that jersey and it would be like fucking huge ass beard, got like Randy from fucking Trailer Park yeah. Boys, yeah. But it, it's just, just a chubby dude, like,
0: yeah, like you wouldn't know, but if he was rotund. When it, when, oh, yeah, by the way that they spoke about
1: it, yeah, but yeah, this was just a, a the Rhino Bobby Roode match from last month essentially, which just, we didn't like.
0: No, no, because it's it, it's just a boring match. Like, I've never been a fan of Bobby Roode, and honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I'm barely a fan of Rhino, you know what I mean? Like, Rhino just does enough for this, that. I don't, Rhino's
1: sh- not a ring general, he doesn't no. lead matches, he's not no. The guy that's going to pull a good match out of a young Bobby Roode who is promising, but he's yep. also not working with the right people to get where he needs to be, which is no. where like, he wants to wrestle like Triple H and fucking Ric Flair and Shane Douglas. So he needs the send opponent. him with Rhino.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, Rhino. Rhino would never really be world championship material. Even though he would slightly win it in TNA, like I remember as a kid, just being like, "Why didn't Rhino win the championship?" And then as I get older, just like, "Well, I know why Ryan didn't, Rhino didn't win the championship."
1: Now, would he have been a fine heel to hold the title when he first got in there instead of Raven holding it and bouncing at the Jarrett for no reason, and then just like, hot shot in the title? Like if he had momentum, fucking give him the title. But
0: yeah, yeah, but he quickly loses all of his momentum. Now is that his fault or is that TNA's fault? Because the dude is trying his hardest on promos. You know what I mean? Like he's cutting good promos. Yeah, his promos are good. Yeah.
1: Now you also got to think this dude broke his neck in like 2001 as well. So yeah. who knows how much of an effect that put on his body? Because yeah. I'm sure he wrestled differently. Oh, I'm, once he I'm broke sure. His neck.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. I still still did those gores.
1: Yeah. So. A corner a corner gore. Uh, spe- uh, like gore into the corner. I think that's what hurt his neck.
0: Oh, in ECW. Not WWE. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. okay. I thought he broke his neck before then. Nah, no, that was his enough. first year in WWE. <laughs> I'll never forget when he debuted in TLC. Oh, uh, yeah. At least that's the first time I ever seen him.
1: Nah, I'm not too sure. Uh,
0: but like Lita came down, Spike came down, oh, Rono yeah. came down.
1: That's such a good match. It is
0: such a good match. A good match. But I remember seeing Ron and being like, who the fuck is that? It was just like. What's going on? I thought he looked cool. Oh yeah, no, I definitely thought he looked cool. But I was just like, I don't understand. Like, am I supposed to know who that is? This is WrestleMania. Like, (laughs) but I mean, like, ECW is ECW. Deathmatch Legend Rhino. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Uh, But no, this match would uh, come to. It it was essentially every two-on-one handicap match you'd ever seen in your life. Especially one with a chicken shit heel in it. Which is usually which should be every uh handicap match really. You can't have the heels having the the inferior numbers. Oh be a
1: squash match.
0: Yeah. 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 And there's no point of those. Uh but uh Demore would take off his shirt. He goes up top, misses a moonsault. Rhino then fights off Rude, but is attacked from behind with the hockey stick by Demore. Rhino then would manage to hit Demore with a gore, 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 and picks up the win, win, win. Demore hits his
1: um his finisher, the Demoralizer. That was a Death Valley Driver, was it not? Something of the sorts. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a Death Valley Driver. I didn't write down what it was. But, yeah, Demore, um, highlight of the match, easily. Um, crazy. Yeah. Can't believe yeah. it.
0: Uh, I did, like, at the beginning of the match, too, though, when he said to Rude, he's like, let me be in the match. I'm going to fucking dazzle him. By d- I'm going to dazzle you with my catches, catch can yes! skills.
2: Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> just like, fuck me, man. And then as soon as Rhino comes in, he runs away. It's like, what a fucking gym. You know what I mean? Like, I, I shit on Damore because he's a focal point of the show. He's not a focal point of the show here. And Booker at the same time he is just in a handicap match. It is very you know very good for who's in it, the placement on the card, the time it got, which was eleven minutes, which is almost shocking in itself. Uh, But no, fine match. So far, both matches to open up the show have been comparable. Like the beginning one is not what I'd like to have open up a show, but it was still fine.
1: Yeah, it's a very average show. I I have no complaints about it. Um, but with that being said, this is also the second biggest show that TNA puts on every year.
0: Yeah, you'd think there would be more. And like the, main, the, the last three matches, we'll get into them later, but they are, in my opinion, the meat and potatoes of the show.
1: I'm starting to notice a pattern in TNA shows, though. And that, that is that they don't tend up to switch around the lower mid-card or anything like that or to the mid-card in general at it's all. It's usually the same guy. So what all the they time. usually do is, like, they'll have one program and then they'll put the same match on, like, for two months straight and then they'll switch to another version of the program <laughs> and then do that for two months straight. Like, have you noticed that usually, like, they tread in the same, like, okay, um, the James Gang and... um Fuck, what was it? Team Canada. Three three live crew in Team Canada. When we started this arc, they had like three matches for three months yeah. straight.
0: Yeah. It didn't stop. No. Never stop. Yeah, they, the way, maybe if AEW is doing monthly pay-per-views, they might do more of that. Yeah. But like right now you've got like Kenny Omega and Moxley. They're three matches. They've had three now, right? Yeah. They've had three. Their three matches took place over a year and a bit.
1: Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that's like,
0: the proper way to do it. It doesn't need you don't to be ne- all the time. No, this is how we got, like, 23 Randy Orton-John Cena matches, because every time they feuded, they had to have at least three or four matches on a pay-per-view. Right? And they feuded six or seven times, I'm sure, throughout their career. <laughs> well, you bore out stipulations, though. <clears throat> if
1: you got to have long feuds that culminate in big matches, well, fuck, you have, like, 20 big matches a year.
0: Yeah. How important can they all be? Yeah. But, JB's backstage with Samoa Joe. In the nicest locker room in the company. Very, very pretty locker room. Uh, Samoa Joe, who made his debut a year ago to the day, uh, has some words about his opponent, Scott Steiner. Let's take a listen. JB, I think you're failing to see the big picture. You see, Scott Steiner has never faced anybody like me. <laughs> See, Scott, you've had some big weapons in your arsenal over the years, one of them being the ability to intimidate anybody you've stepped in the ring with. And unless you're as blind as you are stupid, you won't have that crutch to lean on tonight. <laughs> and, Scott, there's the infamous Steiner short fuse. But once again, unfortunately for you, I'll be that son of a bitch standing in the middle of the ring, sparking my
1: lighter. <laughs> Scott, you do enjoy one advantage, though. And it's that, much like myself, you've never had your shoulders pinned to the mat here in TNA. And Scott,
0: tonight, I take that from you, too. Beautiful promo. Think, that guy just got released by the WWE, and that was a promo that he cut 14 years ago. They've gotten so much better than that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Really. He's a master on the mic. A fucking master.
1: I like him cutting these promos though over the yelling ones. I the,
0: like a contrast of the two. I I like a good yelling promo, but I don't want a yelling promo all the time.
1: I don't like the ones where he just yells and screams at you. Yeah.
0: You like you like the Pixie's promos.
1: <laughs> I like the Pixie Pixie's promos and I also like the the Jake Roberts style promo where they quiet, quiet down quiet. and you have to listen. Yeah. It makes you like reel it in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's those, it's those times when you find yourself turning up the TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this brings us to a six-way elimination matchup that features Senshi, Alex Shelley, Jay Lethal, Petey Williams, Shark Boy, and Sanjay Dutt. Now, I'm going to start this off, but this match was way too fucking long.
1: It was pretty fucking long. It was 19
0: minutes and 33 oh seconds. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. For an I... X-Division match? And it's what? For the number
0: one contendership?
1: Is, did they say that at some point? Like the winner is the number one contender? Because Senshi's in the match, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they, the, the the winner is the number one contender. You're correct. It is. That's, that so is the... the
1: they step. couldn't put an X-Division title match on the show.
0: Because Joe was champ no Senchi's the champ isn't he joe's champ what joe's still champ really yeah oh yeah that's 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 oh my god oh wow okay fair enough yeah he wow he doesn't get pinned by senchi. i know that
1: wow okay holy shit sorry about that (laughs) brain fart (laughs) wow wow okay fair enough yeah but that, that Joe and Steiner match, though, it was good. I liked it a uh, lot, It, it was good. I, it just kind of bothers me. No <laughs> X Division title match.
0: Yeah, no, it's... They they have figured out that Joe can't stay in the X Division, and now it's just trying to get him out of there without taking a loss. You know what I mean? And I still I can't remember how he gets out of there, but he does.
1: Got to be a multiple-person match. Probably an Ultimate
0: X. Probably. Yeah, probably. No, won't, won't be an Ultimate X. No, actually, no, it's not going to be an Ultimate X.
1: Ultimate X will be not an X Division match. And X. I also
0: don't think it's on any of the pay-per-views.
1: Well, what that says Unless to me is that he gets stripped it. or someone yeah. fucks him over.
0: Yeah, or he relinquishes it or something. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, but this match is basically there's six dudes, two people in the ring at a time. Single elimination. Uh, It's the exact opposite, though, of any X-Division match you'd ever expect. Uh, Especially involving the C6 guys. It's just a lot of standing around, selling. They're X-Division wrestlers, and you got them out for 19 minutes. They're automatically not going to be as exciting. Just because of the fact that they can't keep up that pace the whole time. And And... They're it's a, the, a
1: lot of them being out for long periods of time and then showing up, eliminating someone else. Out like not even eliminating, just taking them out to the sidelines because yeah. everyone gets eliminated in a very short spell. Yeah, three from minute each other. span in like the last eighty percent of the match. <laughs> yeah, and they have some sort of fascination with these tag rules, like multiple person single matches. Yeah, and they could definitely get away with not doing it so often. I like the concept. Yeah, but they do it far too often. Just like how they do everything, repetition is not the key to success. Sometimes,
0: no, I I also have a quite a disdain for their love to take a match and reverse it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just right, love like, to flip the world on its head. Yeah, it's like
0: instead of you climbing up the ladder to retrieve the belt, you got to climb up with the belt and put the belt on the hook. Then you could take it off, and then you're champion. It's like fuck off, yeah. Leave was, me the fuck alone.
1: I didn't like the stiffs to that match. No, but the
0: penalty box. I like, I like that. I liked it, but if like like the fact that Ronda Truth killings goes into that penalty box, right? Two minutes resting up. Mealy comes out, sells like he's been beat the fuck. He comes out of the penalty box immediately, goes to climb the ladder. He's like, oh my god. One slow step at a time. I was like, dude, you just rested for two minutes. This is not fucking the way this should go. Really, you should be able to just run up and climb. really is stupid. Uh, but either way, I do like how they, they were able to play the penalty box in, but we'll get more into that later. Uh, I, I yeah. D- you know, Shelly and Dutt have some good stuff going on in this match. Shark Boy should not be in this match. No, no. Like. To me, when I seen Shark Boy, I thought, okay, Shark Boy's going to be obviously the first one eliminated and almost immediately. And he wasn't.
1: He was the first one eliminated, but not immediately.
0: No, it was a long time into this match. It was the beginning of everybody getting eliminated, actually. Uh, and but- you
1: know what we see in all- every single multi man X Division match? Either a suplex containing every single person in the match. Or a Tower of Doom. The and guess pack, what we got tonight?
0: Six pack suplex. Six pack su- <laughs> suplex. Yeah. Yeah. Six pack suplex. I don't know uh, how Shark Boy gets eliminated. I somehow missed that. Sun eliminates him, I'm
1: pretty sure, with the the fucking Hindu press or something.
0: Oh, okay. That, okay. That, uh, jumping
1: reverse DDT, the ultimate DDT, I think.
0: Oh. I don't okay. think that's the Hindu press. Hindu press is the shooting star press <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but no, Shelly would be the next one to be eliminated.
1: I thought Senshi chopping Sunjay during a sunset flip outside, leading to Petey like dropping him on the apron, was one of the cooler spots yeah. of
0: this match. Yeah. Uh, whatever that backflip deal that Lethal did too, like, you know which move I'm talking about here. It was uh, immediately before, just just before. Uh, Do you
1: mean the thing where he eliminates Shelly?
0: No, no, no. It was like this backflip flip kick that he
1: did. Really? I, yeah. I can't recall it.
0: It's like, you know how when you go to run up the remember how uh, what's his nuts? Uh was it Laredo Kid that went to go do it on the dynamite and just landed on his back?
1: <laughs> right? Oh yeah.
0: He went to go hop onto the po onto the turnbuckle and backflip. It was like a kick, but in that motion. Oh. Very matrix like.
1: Fair enough.
0: It was it was quite quite intriguing on my part I, w- I will say uh senji eliminates PD with double foot stomp uh this leaves only dutt and senji in the match uh they would just you know take turns with offense dutt attempts uh, fuck man dutt there's a lot of teas there dutt attempts the hindu press uh of senji gets his needs up he would then hit a shotgun drop kick that i thought murdered dutt great great it was, it was great Absolutely. Because, like, you know that Senshi isn't holding back, and you know that Dutt is not afraid to really just let his body go.
1: Oh, my God. Fuck. And then he does a move that I don't like, but it looks good the first couple times you see it. That tree of woe foot stomp. It it looks pretty impressive, and it looks like it hurts, but at least. Why do they have to do a crunch while they do it?
0: At least in Dutt's att- just attempts in doing it, he tried to portray that he was trying to break himself loose. Yeah, he wasn't just holding himself there. Like before the jump, he was reaching at the turnbuckle, uh, but it was just so quick how how fast Sinchi just goes in and just snaps, and he he you know, gets the win. Oh,
1: and just the force that he puts into that going down. Yeah, yeah oh, it looks yeah. so good.
0: Say what you will, but Sinchi he's a piece of shit, but. Great worker. Great worker. Uh, they uh, actually in the torch uh, stated that Jay Lethal, Alex Shelley, and Sanjay Dutt spent most of the afternoon in the ring rehearsing their spots for Slammiversary. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Gotta love it. Gotta love it. You're telling me that Kevin Nash wasn't out there rehearsing <laughs> his spots of saving, trying to get a <laughs> blow away match tonight?
0: Uh, uh, nope. But Kevin Nash was saying this. With some words from Alex Shelley, of course.
2: Slammiversary, Alex Shelley, Kevin Nash, you are about to do battle in the X Division against. Oh, oh. yeah, it was a tough battle. I don't know if you watched it from the monitor. No, uh. There were 10 guys, 20 guys. Some of them had knives. <laughs> I think I spotted a couple GAX guns. You know, you might not have saw. Yeah, you might not have saw him. Camerad 15 pounds. <coughs> oh. Lighting has a lot to do with it. My mind is just on the (laughs) celebration we're going to have after your match. Right, right. You seem awfully confident going into this. Why wouldn't I be? I'm a seven-foot juggernaut. You know, the thing is, it is Father's Day today,
0: and uh, I got a little message that goes out to Walt Saban, out in Hell, Michigan, probably sitting there watching that crappy 19-inch, waiting to watch your son tonight. Let
2: me tell you something. I'm not picking up the doctor bills. I'm not paying for disability. He asked for this, he's gonna get it. And tonight when you guys have your little talk on the
0: phone, son, are you okay? Yeah, dad, I'm all right. Son, uh, it it looked like the odds were against you between the sobbing and all the crap that goes on. Ask your old man then, Saban, if size doesn't matter. I really like the insult. Your father watching the crappy (laughs) 19-inch.
1: I thought that Kevin Nash's <laughs> promo was great. I, I yeah. loved every moment of that Shelly-Kevin Nash promo. I, that yeah. was the best thing on the show.
0: It it really was. Shelly is so They good. have such good chemistry. They do. And, it's and amazing. It's, it's alarming, really, how good chemistry <laughs> Alex Shelly and Kevin Nash had. Um, you know, and I, I'm not going to lie, I don't hate Kevin Nash in the X Division. You know what I mean? Like I, I really, really don't hate it, and and it's something good for him. You know,
1: it, it. He doesn't have to be in the title picture. No, he doesn't have to be a top be. guy. Like Kevin Nash should be confident enough with himself to just be like, "Hey, I know I don't do a lot. Put yep. me in the X division. That'll be hilarious. Yeah, I could fuck up some small dudes, and then some small dude could get a win on me. Exactly. Make him look good.
0: Exactly. Which actually Nash proposed that AJ beat him in the conclusion of his X Division angle. But now Chris Sabin is slated for that slot, which is because he's considered to be a favorite of Scott DeMore.
2: Hmm.
0: So Scott DeMore loves Sabin. So Sa- he said that he switched AJ Styles with Sabin from this program, which I assume would have led to. AJ Styles having this match and getting beaten by Nash.
1: Now, Styles and Nash would have put on a better show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <sighs> fuck, they changed their mind on Chris Sabin pretty quick, though. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Because Arian comes in, and he's their next favorite. The and future. Then, oh, man. They change their favorites so much in the X Division. Always. They're constantly. Yeah. Uh,
0: they, no wonder nobody gets over, because they won't give anybody the time to no, get over. not even. What do you think of uh, Nash's cashmere theme? It's what
1: I remember, and that's why cashmere. I was so shocked to hear that fucking dance beat. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Like th- this makes sense for Nash. That's good, and yeah. uh, this is Nash's first match in over a year too. In the meantime, he's been filming Grandma's Boy and all that Long- great shit.
0: <coughs> longest yard,
1: longest yard. <coughs> yes, Punisher. yes. Um, Tyler, SoCal Val is used as a ring prop to film in sultry ways as she stands at the bottom of the ramp.
0: For Saban's entrance. With a
1: camera between her legs.
0: What was up with that?
1: That was so fucking weird. We didn't even see her face. No. Is she, like, going to be in every Saban entrance now? No, that just happened. Like, it happens more on impact. But she's just there at the ring doing poses. It's so weird.
0: Oh, it's terrible. It's like fuck- I never understood SoCal Val. Neither did I. Never understood why she was there. She's literally just a lady that sits ringside and is pretty. That's yeah. it. It's, like, what? What is this? It just makes no sense. It's to
1: TNA, me. Tyler. Yeah. It's literally and ass. TNA. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that fucking boggled my mind. Like,
0: I thought it was Christy Hemi at first. I had no idea what was going on until when they came when Saban was walking down the ramp, and I seen SoCal Val there. I was like, "Oh, why? What? No. Uh, No. uh, Nash did give Saban a lot. You know what I mean? Uh, He gave Saban more offense than one would think that Nash would give him. Uh, But it was very easy to see that Nash was very out of his element." Because Saban is so fast and Nash is so slow.
1: Yeah, Nash really slows the match down when yep. he hits his moves of doom.
0: Yes. And then when Saban tries to speed things up, you see Saban has to bring it down a bit and not be, you know, as quickly as he can be, because there are at times where he's there well before Nash oh, is. Yeah. Uh so I mean it is what it is. But still I thought it was good.
1: Yeah, I like the match for what it was. It it it's as as I said, it's the best way to use Nash, and you can even get the best match out of Nash because he doesn't have to work that fucking WF-style main event that yeah. nobody wants to see out of him.
0: Yeah. Uh, Shelly comes out with some wire cutters, snips off the turnbuckle pad, but Nash then eats it. Not, like, literally. Like, George steals it. <laughs> he, he he eats it chest first. Uh, small section of the crowd then starts chanting the Saban sucks. <laughs> I heard that. Like, what? Like, come on! Like, I immediately hated everybody in that group of stands for the rest of the night. Just like, fuck you guys! You guys suck. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, Saban has Nash up for a cradle shock, which is a sight to be seen in itself. That was that was nice. Yeah, was nice. Yeah, Shelly would grab the leg of Nash though. Uh, Saban then returned the favor uh, with a tope suicida onto Shelley. Uh, and, and at this point in time, it really dawned on me that. You know, they are trying to make people from the X Division in different ways. They're not trying to just have them all stand out there and do it on matches alone because that's only going to get you so far. You need some kind of stories. You've got AJ and Daniels are going for the tag team titles, right? You've got uh, Samoa Joe is just Samoa Joe. He's a killer. He just goes out and he murders everybody. Uh, Saban's taking on Nash, so he's got this little bit of a promo with Nash, and you know, just storylines elevating him for sure because a lot of eyes are on Nash. And then you know, Senshi just being a piece of shit. You know, was, <laughs> there's no character
1: much. development still, and sadly, the only person that's going to give them character
0: development is Vince Russo. So, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, it's a shame that that's what it had to come to. Uh but Nash would eventually beat Sabin with a jackknife power bomb, uh doing the X Division taunt beforehand <laughs> instead of the the wolf pack. It's quite fitting. Uh so yeah, no, all in all I thought the match was enjoyable. You know, you're not gonna be like fuck, this isn't a great X division match. It's like, no, that's not what this was.
1: Shelly even leapt into uh Nash's arms post match.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, was, I I immediately feared for Nash's knees. I was like, Oh no. Don't break the knees. My qualms. <laughs> Just yeah. collapses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, backstage AMW and Gail Kim are with JB. Uh, Storm is dancing around as if he's drunk. I assume that's what his gimmick is right now, that he's drunk, uh, since he is chugging a beer back. Kim then claims that the only thing distracting Styles and Daniels is her looks she could have she's on something there uh storm then claims that he is quote unquote six deep uh, <laughs> wow yeah so uh and and the whole real story of this match going in is because they've had a couple matches they've lost them both but it's all been due to distraction from gail Kim or some kind of shenanigans on her part and it's that they have a neutralizer this time. Immediately you get a little giddy and excited. Just wondering, was like, oh, I wonder what this neutralizer is. I can't wait to find out what this neutralizer is.
1: I immediately thought it was Jackie. Forgetting
0: <sighs> that she was pregnant. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah. Uh, one thing, though, I will say. I vividly remember the AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels tag team gear. It's great, isn't oh, it? It's fantastic. Great. I love Absolutely it.
1: Absolutely fantastic. I like how they totally went with this. They yeah. totally went all went in all with in. the
0: whole thing. AJ's wearing half his gear, half Daniels, and Daniels is wearing half his and half AJ. They it's both too bad them.
1: that AJ didn't get like a rub on to onk tattoo <laughs> or just a cross. Oh my god! Just got the Brock Lesnar sword, but it's just a cross. Just Jesus on his chest. He's got Jesus being crucified on his back. Just a big, sick back piece. Yeah. <laughs> on <laughs> the bottom not my guy or it's like 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ but it's like it's like the Vince McMahon portrait that he has in his house where it's just like chiseled out
0: of stone yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. just like granite rock fucking yeah. Jesus oh just shining perfect lighting thank you granite rock Jesus ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit uh, but yeah, no, uh, much like last month and their match, uh, AJ and Daniels are proving that they can work as a team, and in this match, you could say that they're really working better than AMW, AMW is as a team. Just uh, overall, the beginning of the match, they're really in control. They're they're taking it to AMW. Uh, both teams would brawl outside, and Gail Kim would immediately get involved, jumping on the back of Daniels, but... It's a really good match. Really, it good. is. It is.
1: they have such a great pacing with each other. You know, like AMW, so consistent. They are just oh yeah, such solid workers. And that's not like how I say Bobby Roode is a solid worker. No, like Chris Harris and James Storm are fucking solid, and they're a good team together. Yeah,
0: and. James Storm has come a long ways.
1: Yes, and James is starting to develop characters while uh, Harris lacks in that department. Like, James Storm just fucking
0: goes and torpedoes right past Harris was the star of that team for a long time. And
1: Harris is, um, he looks more like a star. He's taller than him. He's bigger. Yeah, And he's also got a good work rate. You know, like, he's a solid wrestler. And... That leads to them having some solid chain and wrestling together in this match. Yeah, like there's all kinds of like clever spots, and especially with Daniels and AJ's agility, like the whole skinning the cat, where uh, Daniel skins the cat, lowering the rope so AJ can hit that topé con con hello. Yeah, as
0: Excalibur would say. Yeah, that was a really cool uh, little transition that they had there. Their double team moves are just on point. And the pendulum
1: dropkick bulldog that AJ and Daniels did in the ring was yeah. also cool, where they kind of bounced them back and forth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're, it's, it's, they're a fantastic tag team. It's just a shame that, you know, like AJ and Daniels both really deserve much more than just tag team gold. You know what yeah. I mean? But. It's not to say this isn't important. You know what I mean? Like, the tag team titles, in the tag team division, there's guys like the Dudley Boys. You could say that the Dudley Boys are more over than anybody else in this company. At this
1: point, yeah. Like, right? they so, are all over the TV. They yeah. always have a very, very
0: spotlighted match. Yeah, in, Well, just the like, cards. they're the most popular people in this company, aside from Sting, really. You know, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, Nash, Steiner, but, like, those two guys that really can't work anyways anymore, they're too old. Uh, But, yeah, no, they're they're just really, the Dudley boys, they had a a big name. Like, when WWE got rid of them, it was not too many people being like, yeah, duh, Dudley boys suck. Everybody was like, why would you get rid of the Dudley boys?
1: They also exhausted the Dudley boys at that
0: point, though. 100%. They'd already broken them up. They've already gotten them back together. You know what I mean? Just, uh, just the damage was done. Really. Been face, been heel, been face yeah. they faced. They've been healed. They've been faced again. They're healed. Bubba couldn't speak. He began to speak. He lost his camo. They're started... spikes, bitches. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, what can you do after the spikes, bitches? Really though. They would have went to ECW and just did nothing.
0: Yeah. 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 They they would have been treated like probably Balls Mahoney, Blue Meanie.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like th- they wouldn't even go for titles. There wouldn't no. even be ECW tag not titles. Even, there never would be, would there? No. no, no, no. ECW was such a failure. Oh yeah. WWE, ECW. Well, it turned in NXT. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of because, or, or yeah, yeah. That was, when ECW ended, the game show NXT started, right? Sorry. When ECW ended, the game show NXT yeah, started. Yeah,
1: like the the very next week, they're yeah. like, we're rebranding this as NXT. Yeah, and that was the season with Brian and all that kind of shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which <laughs> is interesting on surface when you see the names, it's like you watch it and it's like this is so fucking stupid. Oh yeah, terrible, fucking, absolutely awesome TV. terrible. Like and think, think that they did four seasons
1: over. of that. Wild. Wild one
0: just never ended. Well, that was the one where Tyson Kidd and Michael uh, uh,
1: uh, NXT Redemption, yeah, with yeah, like Mike fucking Derek Bateman, Maxine, yeah. and all that kind of shit. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah. Which I remember checking out some of the Kid and uh, McGillicuddy matches. They were really good. Yeah, they had a really good good storyline going on down there.
1: I remember watching one of them when Full sale started.
0: Oh Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah that was that was an interesting time. It was, it was it was different. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh but uh they uh you know how would the finish go for this Travis?
1: Well, Tyler, the finish would also bring out the neutralizer. Yes. Um who, Tyler, who is the neutralizer? Seralda. Seralda, yes. <laughs> I would say her name is uh gym teacher Kathy. <laughs>
0: She does look like a gym teacher. Actually, uh, I was reading because I was trying to find out who Serelda was. Because, like, Wikipedia doesn't tell you nothing. Right? Like, when you go into this show, every review I read told me nothing until I found one. And I knew I was going to get some information on her when it started off by calling her a lesbian gym teacher. So you're right on the money with somebody in 2006 that wrote a review. Uh, yeah, no. And, and then I found, okay, Jamie D is her name. She was trained by Scott Damore. and Oh, man. And she's only 30 years old. Only 30 years old. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> thought she was, like, 45. I was like, this must be Alondra Blaze's sister, like twin sister. Oh, man, sister or she something. definitely looked like Alondra Blaze. <laughs>
1: I, I, I had so many people running through my mind, like, was it Roxy Laveau? Was it um Moose Knuckle? You remember Moose Knuckle? <laughs> no. No, you don't
0: remember Moose no. Knuckle? Who's <laughs> Moose Knuckle? Like is that really her name?
1: Yeah, that was her name in TNA, and then she like tore her ACL and was never seen again.
0: No, I've never heard of Moose I think Knuckle. She was with the beautiful people. Ain't nothing beautiful about a moose knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> moose knuckle <laughs> is uh the shape of a dick in tight pants. Yeah. That's um, nothing
1: pretty. I thought Rocka Khan.
0: Rock Yeah, like Rock-a-Con. I had so
1: many names going through my head, and it was Sorelda I, yeah, lost me. Fucking lost me. Yeah. But they save the fucking day because Storm puts his hat on to fucking fire up, get some more heat. Doesn't really work out on him because he gets hit with the Angels Wings for two. Harris elbow drops the ref, tosses him out. Storm now has a beer bottle in hand, and Daniels is about to get hit with the catatonic from Chris Harris. But he ducks, allowing Harris to get... Or, well, Daniels is behind him. is about to get hit with a catatonic. And Daniels ducks. Harris gets a bunch of glass to the back. We get an STO frog splash combo, followed by the BME. And we get new tag team champions. AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels.
0: What'd you call it? Is it uh, frog splash. What'd you call it?
1: The STO frog splash. Oh, okay. okay. Like that that urinagi thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I guess it's a urinagi, yeah. but...
0: Yeah. No. I, 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 was, I was like... What was that? The, it, just, it, it just flowed so. Sto. <laughs> I was like, was it? what?
1: The the SmackDown <laughs> game fan in me
0: um, <laughs> calls him an Sto. Yeah, I remember that now though. As soon as you were like Sto, I was like SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. I know. I thought this match was fantastic. Great. It was great.
1: It was. Neutralizer was fucking lame. That was stupid as all fucking hell. lame. But thankfully, these guys are great together and i can't wait to see what they do next month the x division
0: match did more time than this fucking stupid
1: (laughs) oh we got to give the x vision guys more time not the best match on the show
0: no no this thing is backstage with jb uh to me doing his best jim carrey impression it to me that it's show time is so ace ventura uh he does
1: really like his um he, he reminds me just of like Jim Carrey in general like Joker stings kind of like yeah. if like Jim Carrey oh, yeah. played Joker
0: Yeah yeah if 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 Jim Carrey uh, Oh Jim Carrey possessed... was the Riddler, right? He was the Riddler.
1: Okay, yeah. so maybe Sting watched Batman and Robin and he's yeah. like I like that.
0: <laughs> Let me speak in riddles
1: but then he just got them wrong, so he put the Joker paint on, didn't know the difference.
0: (laughs) Sting's not clever enough to speak in riddles. Uh, uh, But uh, no, he says that he's happy to be participating in the first ever King of the Mountain match. If I'm not mistaken, Sting was actually in the first ever King of the Mountain match, and this is the second time he'd be in one. But hey, either way, doesn't matter. Uh, Tanae comes out to rhyme off a list of accomplishments of the new public face of TNA management. He announces that it's Jim Cornette, who comes out after knee surgery earlier in the week.
1: Yeah, he's got a cane. He's not looking he good. He had a cane. He had a cane. <laughs>
0: I don't know where it went. Did he throw it? He was twirling it. And it fucking just <laughs> shot into the crowd, <laughs> And then... He's on the top of the ramp, knees, fresh out of surgery. <laughs> the camera cuts to his face, and I'm not deaf, but I read his fucking lips. He says, how the fuck am I going to do this? And that's why he's walking so gingerly down the ramp.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> and then,
0: That's why he's so sweaty when he gets to the ramp. It made
1: it. For- do you think that they fucking went into the crowd and they tried to shake down the kid that had his cane, but he's actually knocked out?
0: He never did get the cane back in the promo. He was all he never did. Motherfucker never ever pulled an Andre the Giant to go lean on the ropes. Nothing. Think- he just stood there in immense pain.
1: Do you think that? He walked through oh. the the side after he was done. Probably. Or do you think that they
0: made him walk up the ramp? Again? I don't think there's any way he could have got up the ramp. I don't think there's any way. Uh but I thought this was absolutely fucking hilarious. Uh he cuts a promo though, and it's worth your while to check it out. It's so goddamn long, there's no way I can put any of it in here. It's, it's really long. It is, and he goes on and on and and it's just, you know, smooth. Uh, He talks about how he expects guys like the X Division to hit home runs uh, and people that are relying on the reputations that will be in for a rude awakening. Essentially, that was the whole promo. Uh, He
1: promises a lot of things that will never get fulfilled. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's TNA in a nutshell. Empty, empty promises. Travis Samoa Joe is going to take on Scott Steiner. Excuse
1: me, that's Sloppy Joe
0: sloppy joe uh don't 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 get too ahead of yourselves travis because sloppy joe we're going to hear that sloppy joe line and much more by samoa, by scott steiner so great promo
2: big pop-up Pop scott steiner versus samoa joe whoa whoa whoa, whoa. don't you call that half-breed small joe you call him for what he is that fat bastard you call him sloppy joe see, Sloppy Joe, you're gonna find out why I have the reputation that I do. See, I've beaten everybody, from Sting, to Goldberg, to Triple H, to Batista, to John Cena, I've beaten them all. And who have you beaten, Mr. X-Division? You see, tonight, I know there's some rednecks out in the crowd who are fat, just like you, Joe, who wants them to beat me. See, and there's rednecks watching TV right now with fat oozing over their belt line that wants you to be me. And I know that there's TNA management that wants you to be me because I don't follow their rules. And they're trying to sell this DVD, this bogus DVD called The Best of Small Joe Unstoppable. Well, this crap is unsellable. <laughs> Small Joe I'm gonna show you why they call me Big Papa. <laughs> Tonight, Small Joe, your win streak ends. Tonight, I kill you.
0: There you go. <laughs> Tonight, he kills Small Joe.
2: I I loved
1: it. Loved, loved the promo, except for him talking about all the people that he's beat. He hasn't even beaten half those people. Let alone even face them in the WWE. <laughs> he never faced John Cena. Let alone
0: beat him. No. You think that they let him beat Batista? fuck no Scott Steiner had matches with Triple H and that's about it really yeah like, he's in a tag team
1: he should have just been like I wrestled Triple H wrestled him again then Not I wrestled Test,
0: <laughs> and then Tag Team with Test. Stacey Keebler became a manager saved from getting beat by Test. then she became my manager and then I disappeared for a bit that
1: would have been great you should have just ran down <laughs> his history in the WWE like yeah. just full brutally honest
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not allowed in the hall of fame bar from any wwe events
1: well, that's why i'm here now you're getting ahead of yourself because that <laughs> is years later that is years later
0: uh but uh no this this match was much better than it deserved to be with being scott steiner but like we have said before these guys are are helping scott steiner there. Booking matches to make him look good.
1: Well, yeah, he's one of the people that favors in these brawl-type scenarios.
0: Yeah. And that's never what they did to him in the WWE. No, they made him try to have technical masterpieces with Triple H. Like, what the fuck? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. They didn't
1: even book Flair and Steiner when Steiner was good.
0: No. No. Let alone doing it with
1: the Flair ripoff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But uh, Steiner... Would uh, Who doesn't take too many suicide dives Takes one from Samoa Joe of all people And it's like Samoa Joe just dove into a brick wall Because Steiner barely moves He gets hit in the chest And he just leans on the barricade And then falls to the floor <laughs>
1: Only as uh, Scott Steiner should take a tope <laughs> Yeah, just, he, he should take it the way that he looks. Yeah, like a goddamn like a barrel.
0: <laughs> take
1: it like a barrel.
0: <laughs> he does look like a barrel. Uh, <laughs> I thought it looked like, it looked great, uh, but when he did fall, he just fell like a fucking tree. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, starter than steals Joe's Sit the fuck down, Uranagi. Uh Joe would come back and get one of his own. Uh, up comeuppance there, you know, but that's a little bit later on. Uh, they would brawl outside, you know, the schmas would happen. And at some point in time, you know, this goes on and on and on and on. Uh, the ref claims that if they're not in the ring by the count of ten, there would be a, a count out and somebody would lose uh, because this match is not a no disqualification match, but yet Steiner can just hit Joe with a chair. I don't Over. think the match
1: started. That's why the refs demanding that they. No, get back it had, in the had ring. to have
0: started though. They they've already done like the suicide dive. They were in the ring when they did the. Oh urinani. yeah, I guess so. Right? Like, yeah. just. That's was, fair. Scott would do a concerto to Joe while he's outside. Yeah, or... it looked fucking fantastic though.
1: Angles pay off.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Angles help. Angles help a lot. Uh but no, these two they would trade strikes. uh he would clamp on the Coquina clutch. Uh, he would escape with a low blow that Don West calls a backwards headbutt. <laughs> Today, he had to basically all but come out and say, no, he kicked him in the dick. Right? <laughs> and then, then Don West was like, oh, Mike, you're right. Oh, you're right. He's so disappointed in himself. It's
1: lovely uh. stuff. Well, that's it's why he doesn't stuff. correct them very often. He takes it really hard. <laughs> he takes it really hard. <laughs> Can you imagine the conversations that they have when they're not Mike? Just oh. Tene just scolding Don West.
0: Don West is like, You're making me feel really bad about myself, Mike. I might have to go back and sell beanie babies. And Mike's just over there. Oh, yeah? You want to go sell beanie babies? You're a fucking crybaby. That's what do you think about that. I'd pay to listen to that. I would pay to listen to that. <laughs> That that would be something special, I think. I really do. <laughs> Mike
1: Tanay <laughs> just is <this> ultimate dick. <laughs> just, just yell
2: at? Don just imagine West. he's like
0: bullying Bobby Heenan
1: on Nitro <laughs> 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 off the mic.
0: <laughs> Bobby eating your old fat tub of lard. You old fuck. <laughs> Stop falling asleep, Bob. Yeah, you think, you think you're think you funny, Bobby? You think you're funny? It would be funny if I teabag you on live TV when you fall asleep next time, Bobby. <laughs> I'll <tenay> bag you. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> ah, shit. But either way, Steiner will get guillotined on the ropes. Didn't even come close to touching it. Uh, and then uh snap suplex and Joe picks up the victory after a suplex. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Intense. Yeah. <laughs> I thought when the coquina clutch was on, Scott was just going to pass out. That's I, thought, what I the
1: thought fucking Scott's German suplex on Joe was very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Like when that happened, I'm like, man, if, if, Scott, if, if Scott won at this point, I would totally accept yeah. it because he does lock in that Steiner recliner. And that's when he lifts him up for the electric chair and, all that kind of jazz yep. yeah i liked how um they got away around uh, scott not passing out or like falling asleep <laughs> they got out of scott not taking a muscle buster which in no right no. should scott steiner take no and yeah like I, I i thought it was fine i thought it was fine i like the finish um it was a good way to make scott still look good
0: yeah Yeah, Scott Steiner is still looking good.
1: You want to make him look like a bounty hunter, almost like Dog the Bounty Hunter is really popular right now. Like Scott Steiner and him, like maybe maybe you could kind of find some allure for Scott. At that point,
0: you know what what they're doing right now with Scott, I enjoy. He's he's not like a focal point of the show, uh, but he is a a good portion of it. You know what I mean? He's with Jeff Jarrett and things like that. Um uh, so yeah, I'm excited to see where Scott Steiner goes from here because I was very very standoffish about Scott Steiner. Yeah. When, me too. when this first started. And and it's it's actually been quite surprising. So uh J B is backstage with Christian. Uh, Christian calls him weird. Uh the way that they start the soul promo is just weird. He called him a bitch. Yeah. He did he, signals for the fans to say his name. They they don't say his name, so he claims he was talking to JB and like, telling JB to say his name. And it's like, fuck. He said, who's the <laughs> champ, bitch? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the, the promo would get better, but, I mean, it's not the greatest promo. It's not the worst promo. It's not the best Christian Cage promo I've seen. It might be. It's close to probably the worst Christian Cage doing, promo. He
1: was on a good roll. Yeah. On, with great promos yeah. and yeah, this one kind of killed it.
0: Yeah, this and, and this is the last promo of his title reign because it is time for the King of the Mountain match. I I know of one person that wins King of the Mountain matches. And he's in this match. Ah yes, his um, nickname is the King of the Mountain. Oh yes, Ron Killings. <laughs> no, no, Travis. No, T. Is
1: that who you're talking about? Yeah, ain't he great?
0: Yeah. There's nobody else in this match. It starts with J.E. If uh, it was Jeff JB. Jarrett. J.B. Yeah, but he's not in the match. He is announcing the uh, participants for this match, like every main event. Uh, no, not in this one, though, was he? I think so. Oh, was he? Okay. Uh, it was Jeff Jarrett, Abyss, Christian Cage, Ron Killings, and Sting. You found it odd that there was only five people? It's an odd number, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. There's all one man out. But w- would this match really even exist
1: if it wouldn't be full of oddities?
0: You know what, though? It gives a reason for the penalty box. Somebody's always in the penalty box, there's four. I mean, you have, you even it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, it, would, it would screw it up with the penalty box. If you had six, then you're going to have five people for most of the match. Yeah. So okay. That's, it may, it, that's, Get you. Out of all these things, that actually makes sense for King of the Mountain. You know what I mean? Everything else, like climbing the ladder. Like, Christian would go meta, and he would climb the ladder while the ladder was upside down. That was the stupidest thing. <laughs>
1: I fucking hated that so much.
0: You knew he couldn't do it, because, like, by the time you get to the top of the ladder, you will be damn near doing the Van-Daminator split, or whatever the fuck he called it. van Dam split.
1: And Don West is just like, This is so creative! He's using Jeff Churn as a fulcrum! <laughs>
0: And what we mean is the ladder is in the shape of a V instead of an A. And Jeff Jarrett is laid down on where the two lines intersect on the V and Cage is climbing on the inside of the ladder. Up and it's just very awkward looking. It's yeah,
1: scary. I they they must have realized halfway through this is so stupid. Yeah. Um The keeper of the cage, Tyler. Larry Bisco, He's the keeper of the penalty box keeper of the cage <laughs> keeper of the cage if you ever if there was never a more wcw thing to have keeper oh. of the cage oh my god and there's
0: visco's tombstone when he dies it better read keeper of the cage <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! Oh. so the point of this match if nobody knows what the king of the mountain match is five men enter you got to climb the ladder place the title on the hook You can't do that until you have pinned somebody. And whoever you pin goes in a penalty box for two minutes. So, like.
1: There's also one penalty box.
0: Yes, one penalty box. And we would never see two people in there at one time. We will come very close when Abyss would get a penalty. Well, Abyss would get a penalty, then Jarrett's already in the box. And Abyss slowly walks to the box. Because as soon as Abyss got the penalty, I was like, what are they going to do? Is Abyss just going to stand in there with Jeff Jarrett? Because there's still like 17 seconds left, right? So I was like, okay, Abyss is going to go in there. Something's going to happen. And then he just slowly makes his way to the box. And by the time he gets there, there's like one second left. And he's looking at Jeff like he's going to get him. And Jeff sees it his time and he just
1: fucking scurries, scurries out oh, of the yeah. box.
0: That, I will say, Jeff is good at. Yeah, you know, I like those things. Those smarmy, yeah. shithead things. Jeff is
1: a greasy son of a bitch. Yeah, he he seems like a grifter, and it's it, it, that that that's one thing he has going
0: for him. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing he has going for him. sells gold, <laughs> global force gold. Uh fucking hell, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, but there would be many pins in this match. It. it Immediately just makes you not give a fuck about pins. You
1: know, I didn't care much about that. I just thought that everyone worked really hard. They Sting did. was on fire. Um, killings looked good. Abyss was great. Christian fucking worked his ass off. And Jarrett. Jarrett was a great foil. but. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: I like Killings hopping up on the ladder bridge and then getting thrown out from said ladder bridge. I like that. You know, there's, there were some good spots in it.
1: Uh, and Sting and Cage, they worked pretty good as a tag team yeah like they, they've got good chemistry and i like how they constantly are teaming up against everyone
0: until the end yeah and until then, the end But then they would still team up again though because sting again is not focused on winning the title he's not here to win the title he's here to make sure jeff jarrett doesn't win the Isn't title
1: he, doesn't he call like jarrett a cancer
0: or a poison or something yeah he's a cancer to tna so, uh, that he, he, he won't. He, I don't think he gets a pin. Yeah, I think he forces a pin with Hebner. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what he does. Yeah, on he force a pin on Jarrett at the end. So, like, Sting doesn't really even go for a pin. He would watch other people get pinfalls, actually, without limit, like, trying to break up the pin. Uh, so, like, there were some cool little story elements in there. That you really could only do in a King of the Mountain match, uh, you know it's, it was fine, but it's just to me it's just too convoluted. There's too much going on. Yeah, there are too many rules. Yeah, you shouldn't need to have like a, a note for what the rules are for a match. Yeah, that's, you- that's why the ROH pure, pure rules is so hard to get behind. Because like you need to even have a ticker on TV so you can know how many pinfalls the guy has left or how many pin rope breaks, right? Like, you shouldn't you shouldn't need to do that for wrestling in my opinion. No, I mean, isn't that what they did with World of Sport? I don't know. I don't know. Never watched it. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever seen like like you not the reboot. You're talking about the no, old not one. the
1: reboot, man. Uh, there's a niche for everything though. Oh, uh, of course. You know, of course,
0: hardcore wrestling
1: and. They tried to make an innovative ladder match, and they didn't make an innovative ladder match, but fuck, man. <laughs> if I never saw a King of the Mountain match, I'm sure shit want to see what the fuck goes on. It was like Stairway to Hell match. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, you know. what's that?
0: Right? Yeah. A Clockwork Orange
1: It's match. alluring. Like, all these matches yeah. are alluring. You'll watch them once, but you'll never, never watch them again. It's like a shitty fucking one-hit wonder.
0: Yeah, and it's like now we're in 2021 where these matches are no longer alluring because the only names that they have left are Nigerian drum fight. (laughs) Fuck. Dumpster fire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would honestly rather see a dumpster fire match.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it would be interesting. Yeah, I'm sure it would be interesting. But yeah, no. Uh, Travis, take us through uh, the rest of this match.
1: We eventually get after the whole mech spot where Cage tries to climb up the V ladder. Um, Abyss is pretty much being like threatened to fucking become Jarrett's lackey. They fight over who's going to put the belt up, right? Yeah, right. yeah,
0: yeah, him and Abyss. There. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Jarrett's getting all fucking fussy about it and Mitchell calls for doomsday behind Jarrett's back. Abyss hits the black hole slam on Jarrett, puts him in the box, and that's when he um he's pushed off of that ladder into the four tables as oh, well yeah, yeah. by Sting the table for some and that's when sting and cage go at it and uh larry screws over christian we get a scorpion death drop on Jarrett once he gets back sting tries to revive hebner here so that's when he does the count to put jared in the box which he doesn't um sting climbs the ladder here cage meets him up they fight over the belt on top and then hebner pushes the ladder over
0: yes yes he would pretend that he is is dazed but, you know, Earl Hebner is just screwing somebody over because then the Zabisco gets involved or has gotten involved. And then uh, when this match is all over, Zabisco and Hebner just race up the ramp. And right, like the the camera shows it and everything. So, like, they're obviously alluding that Jeff Jarrett had bought an Earl Hebner just like Vince had because Jeff has the money like Vince has, apparently. Yeah.
1: No. So. We get a loud what-the-fuck chant. Garbage. Pelts Immediately. It was disgusting.
0: And it doesn't end until the show is over.
1: It's an all-time shit ending to a TNA, to a TNA show yeah. because Jarrett puts the title up. He wins the match. New NWA champion. And as he goes up the ramp, Rudy Charles beelines for that title, <sighs> steals it from Jarrett's hands and gives it to Cornette, who does not want to make another step down that fucking ramp. Nope.
0: No, nope, he ain't moving.
1: Now this is what I don't get here. Cornette's got the title. He's yelling something at Jarrett. Jarrett gets on his knees and he's screaming, no, no, no. Like, what the fuck happened there? Is this like the the conspiracy, the TNA management conspiracy? Or is is this the person that Jarrett
0: thought was going to be the TNA? The next night on Impact or at least when they were taping them it didn't air the next night cuz Impact's a Thursday night show but like they taped it on Monday. Uh Cornette declares that the NWA title is vacant. So I think what was going on was Jim was yelling at him saying this ain't your title. You didn't win. You know, you're not the champion and he's just like no, no, right? like don't take that my helped. title. Yeah, you just couldn't help but, like, I'm just going off of this is what happens next week on Impact. So I'm assuming that is what happened there. It's a terrible Um,
1: ending to the show. Awful fucking ending. They could have done anything here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the number one contendership would actually be uh, uh, at Victory Road in the four-way main event. The number
1: one contendership. Yeah. Not the title match.
2: No.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh no 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 no. Uh. Jeff Jarrett would be the number one contender. Facing the winner of the Fatal Four Way match at Victory Road. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he would still have to win another match. Essentially, that's that's that was the whole deal. Of it. Jeff Jeff Jarrett, the Marathon Man. Got marathon Man, baby. Yeah. Ain't he great? Yeah that's TNA Slammiversary overall, I thought it was a good show. Uh, I thought it was one of the more consistent shows that they have put on, but there have been better highlighted shows. But it was definitely not the worst show. Yeah. Definitely
1: not. I thought it was... Everything was consistently okay. There was nothing that completely fucking was dead in the water no
0: every match i actually was just like yeah no this match wasn't too yep. bad the x-vision match was a little too long that's probably the only real complaint i would have really that and jeff jarrett winning the title that just made no sense that's stupid yeah kevin nash
1: and chris saban and alex shelley all stars on this show yep. samoa joe all star on this show
0: yeah
2: yeah
0: what it, can it, i say You know, Scott Snar's cutting good promos. Tag divisions are on
1: fire, too. They they are
0: booking that properly. It's only going to get better in our next few episodes.
1: It is. It is. Yeah. Um, The good things are good. The bad things are terrible.
0: Yeah. 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 And we'll know more about that as we uh, march on through the TNA Glory Days arc uh, with uh, our next episode being... Hard Justice, two thousand six, correct? Hard Justice, yes, I think so. That's the. I'm pretty sure that's the one we were talking about last night. Was is Hard yeah. Justice, and then we're going. We're going to be skipping Victory Road, and we're going to be skipping. What was the other one that we're skipping? There's two shows that we're skipping. or Is it just Victory Road? I mean it's just Victory Road. Is it just Victory Road? Okay, it's just Victory Road. Yeah, because it's August. September and yeah, October. We're just skipping July. Yeah, yeah, we're just skipping July. And trust me, nobody wants to watch Victory Road 2006. No. Uh, but we're uh, up next on the show. We'll be installing a double feature. But before we get into that, let's give a shout out to the Patreon family members. Our brother with the biggest cock roaches savage fudge his future so bright he's only seven percent of the metal sterling silver fudge that uncle calls it right down the middle mike the ref fudge the intergalactic brother fat superman fudge that's uncle justin but why is he always thrusting jd fudge that cousin with the same name but you call him ty phony Loney fudge he wants to be called father but not for a dollar trox fudge our doe-eyed cousins from down under Corey and trevor fudge that cousin you never met, but dad swears you have. Moose Knuckle Fudge in the chat. And uh, from the music inclined side of the family, Wooly Fudge, who is also in the chat. Thanks for coming by in the chat, guys. Uh, Thank you. Didn't even Thank you. notice anybody was in the chat because like, for the first 20 minutes, there was nobody in the chat. And then I just didn't pay any attention to it. And then all of a sudden, I go back, and like, there's been conversations. Yeah, like, same, oh, here. Shit. same here. Shit. So uh, thanks for stopping by, guys. At least you uh, guys could talk to each other in the chat.
1: Hope you guys uh, are doing well. Yes. Every last one of you Patreon subscribers.
0: Yes. Uh, but the next double feature will be a Brian Pillman double feature, actually. We haven't completely set the matches that we're going to do. Uh, pretty sure we have a very good idea of them. But what there will be is a poll on Patreon. And let's say the poll is going to be up on Saturday as you're listening to this as a full episode just in case somebody doesn't catch the live feed. You got from Saturday, and let's say from Saturday to Saturday, to vote on what episode, what match and you that's, would that's want. That's not a one-day poll, by the way. No, that's a, that's a week <laughs> poll. That's a week poll. You've got a week to vote on what match you would like to see as the Patreon triple feature exclusive match. That would be cons- the, the Brian pillman match so we'll have a list of matches there and whoever whichever one gets the most votes gets uh, to be on the show so
1: and it's timely because next month the first two episodes of dark side of the ring
0: will be brian pillman's is it two episodes it's a two hour premiere Good. good god uh, but uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Futter Race. You follow Travis on Twitter. At Fudge Up. T-shirts at Whatamaneuver.net. You can find me on SCL on the weekends when we go live on YouTube for the SCL Saturday morning Wake and Bake uh, to talk about all the latest uh, wrestling news and matches and whatnot. I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about Samoa Joe and the rest of the schlubs that got released by the WWE today. Uh, but yeah, and also talking about joshi wrestling with red leaf retrocast which is came out e- today i believe or yesterday one of the two came out anyways go check that out too on their uh, podcast feed travis keep
1: on rocking in a free world and do do
0: loot do do do, do.